0: Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be. by the cake pop stand. To place your orders, check them out on Facebook or Instagram.
1: Are you all ready to up your drinking game? absinthe Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff. Who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs! This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007, And now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absence Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So, if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsenceMindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope.
0: They are warriors, trained to survive, trained to kill. While some don their armor and defend the flock, others lurk in the shadows, plotting their next attack. They will dishonor their oath, they will rape and murder. Were these monsters born this way, or are they a product of their surroundings? This is Dishonorable Mention. Fall in!
1: All right, all right. Everybody take a seat, grab a drink. Let's get this show started. Ding, ding, ding. Introducing In the Blue Corner, weighing in at 175 pounds, all the way from Korea, Pete. G.I. Low Barlow,
0: would you believe it if I told you <sighs> I flew all the way from yes. South Korea just to be yes. here?
1: Yes, I would believe it.
0: I, I'm that I'm committed because I'm seeing it all the Absolutely. way. Absolutely,
1: all the way from Korea. Uh, 175 pounds soaking wet. I think.
0: Oh, that maybe maybe 176. I just came back from a wedding. Yeah. I right? had like three maybe. pieces of cakes. So maybe you know.
1: But this is the first time we meet
0: in person. Yeah, in
1: person. Not we've we've talked over Zoom. We've done uh what three or four different podcasts we've four? done four episodes together if you include the oh, new if we, year's if we count this one too this oh, is our fourth this one. oh yeah. this will be our fourth then yeah so but in person
0: but i finally first time i i stalked uh mario um and i was like all right that's his house we can finally get this uh, jeffrey Dahmer episode and in you're can.
1: you're visiting from korea um you came here for the show But there's also obviously other stuff that you'd like to do because your family's here, too. So you figured since you're here for the show, might as well go see family, catch up with uh, friends. Didn't you have a a wedding?
0: I had a wedding in beautiful Bisbee, Arizona, which is not too far from the greater Phoenix area. Um, And uh, I also have a nephew that was just born who I'm looking forward to meeting and he lives in california though
1: oh so you're doing the whole uh oh yeah i'm doing the the southwest Southwest. tour yeah (laughs) bisbee we're just talking about bisbee uh underrated city
0: oh beautiful you got to get there
1: i don't want to tell everybody because then you know it's kind of a little hidden gem and with as many listeners as we have it it would just blow it up and i'd hate to ruin it for the people that live there we'll keep
0: it in you know what Uh, just to help uh bisbee is terrible don't go there
1: So all twenty people that are listening, uh, stay away from Bisbee. Unless you're cool. Don't don't yeah. We don't need no more traffic jams down there. No, I know people that live down there. um, It's it's really cool. I was joking earlier. It's like Bisbee to Tucson is to Tucson what Sedona is to Phoenix. Kind of like a little hidden gem. It's cool. It's got cool little shops. It's got it's just got a cool little vibe. I think you were calling it like kind of a little artistic town, so right up my alley.
0: It is where all of the weirdest Southern Arizonians go to retire. I wonder why. Well, I mean, just (laughs) all all the affordable copper mines, you know.
1: Yeah, probably all the copper in the water.
0: Oh, yeah. No no (laughs) lie there. That's That's probably where they gather there. That is why you should avoid the water in Bisbee.
1: (laughs) We're just making up stuff now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But we're not here to talk about
0: Bisbee. That is
1: why I thought you invited no, me here. No, we're, we're, we're not. But contrary to a popular belief, we're not here to talk about Bisbee, Arizona. I thought this was the Bisbee podcast. It's not anymore. Oh, due to sorry. lawsuits, can't even... In I fact, understand. I might have to even edit that part out. Um, every, every time I say Bisbee, I get sued, so I can't...
0: Dude, we've said it like 20 times today. I'm not even
1: allowed there anymore, in fact. I forgot to tell you, so... Um, Anyways, we're here to talk about our good old boy and somebody that me and you have been wanting to talk about forever since we first met or started talking uh through Facebook, Messenger, whatever. You always brought up the fact that you had read this really cool book and I had just seen the movie of that book, and so we started to kind of connect. Even though you were gonna come on the show to talk about your background as a as a veteran, someone still in the military, the your mil tune, right? G I Low and uh obviously if you know, you guys don't know already, but this is the creator of G.I. He's I'm been on the show awesome. before. He's kind of a big deal, all the way from Korea, once again. Um, so, we started talking about you and your background. We kind of got into some of the other stuff that I do on the show as well. Started talking about serial killers. You brought this up. You're like, wait, wait.
0: I mean, you, the moment you told me about Dishonorable Mentions, I mean, like, I had just this flash of every just disgraceful service member we've ever had. But I mean, like, the big one is obviously Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. And it was like, and I think uh, everyone I've talked to, of course, you know, I'm the kind of creepy person who's just like, oh, this is, this is a great, uh, you know, retirement party for this sergeant major. Anyway, <laughs> do you want to know fun facts about Jeffrey Dahmer? You're that guy. Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely <laughs> that guy.
1: And that's kind of what, what happened. And uh, we were like, yes. And I didn't have Jeffrey Dahmer on my list for that season because I I knew he was a big one. And I didn't want to just start doing all the, the popular people that everybody knows about. I wanted to do some random ones, right? Oh, And yeah. then I said, well, when you come on the show, I think we did. Um... Randy Kraft. Oh, Randy Kraft. That's right uh the uh wasn't he the the socks up the sock
0: up the butt killer, killer. <laughs> it didn't quite stick no
1: i think what did they go with didn't they go with uh al- no not uh, alphabet no no it was
0: it had something to do with it's like, like solving it, it sounds put- like he's doing like a mini golf it was like yeah uh i don't remember what it was it was super score lame card, scorecard card, there we go that's what he, <laughs> the scorecard killer yeah
1: even though the socks up the butt was probably the most uh, you, you oddest know thing he did actually
0: the my, my favorite thing about randy craft um actually i don't like anything about him besides his name but yeah right. the most unique yeah. thing about him <laughs> it is the only time in history that i've ever known of an airman to be the serial killer and who were his targets marines, marines. i was like yeah. man there's <laughs> never been any other time in history in which an airman airman would be the marine yeah, yeah. it's like now i was like you know that airman's gonna get their butt kicked by Eddie marine in sight
1: <laughs> but that and uh then we did your show or the, um, the one where we introduced you, then you did the New Year's one. Um, but you've always wanted to, and me too, do one on Jeffrey Dahmer. And then you ended up going to Korea. And so we're like, okay, well, that's probably going to be put on, on hold for a little bit.
0: Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Korea is always one day and like... The complete opposite time of day ahead it's sort of like i've never done a podcast since going to korea because there's that that 14 hour time zone difference yeah so at least
1: back in the states oh are yeah calling back now you do don't you have another podcast or I do you do? started
0: one we can save that for the end so okay. we get like special uh shout out
1: yeah because i i have been actually wanting to talk to you about that because i like the concept oh, thank so you very we'll, much. We'll, we'll wait till the end and, and talk about that but then you can tell me how you're doing that over there um but yes, we've been. This has been a long time coming, and finally, you reached out. You said, "Hey, I'm I'm coming over there." And you, you like it or not, uh, we're talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. I said,
0: "Yes, Bam. sir." Yes, sir. Any, we had to make this one special. Any
1: man that's willing to travel uh, that long of a distance.
0: Actually, this was along the route that I was going anyway. But you know, I, like, hey, I might as well stop and see Mario.
1: <laughs> yeah, he didn't actually come here for us. Come on, guys.
0: Uh, I thought this was a Seven Eleven, and just by happenstance, Mario lives here. Yeah,
1: I woke up. I mean, I got. I walked out the door, and here, here's Pete, and he's like, "Oh, I'll." uh, Want to talk
0: about a serial killer?
1: You got a six pack? Like, yeah, yeah. Here we are. We have a six pack of a ginger ale. In fact, I'm going to take one right now, because it's going to get crazy. Oh yeah. Up in here, we're getting crazy up in here. Look at that. Look at that nice ginger ale. Oh
0: yeah like We got, like, the airplane size ones.
1: I know, right? <laughs> this is because I have no self-control, so I have the tiny ones. Oh, then I smart. end up just drinking, like, three of them instead of just <laughs> one, so it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. But for you guys that are not obviously watching, we're talking about the ginger ale cans. They're the little, like, uh, 7 ounces instead of the 12-ounce cans. So it's supposed to uh, stop me from drinking so much, but I just end up drinking more of them. So.
0: Sounds right. like you've got a compulsive habit, much like a serial killer.
1: Yes. In fact, I before we get into Jeffrey Dahmer, I told this to Crystal, and I'm going to put it up in the air in case something happens to either one of <laughs> us. Because this this whole story has serial killer vibes to it. I've never met you. When we first started talking, you were saying how you, you are that awkward guy that says, hey, you want to know some fun facts about so-and-so? And always go into the serial killers. So I was like, okay, that's cool. I like serial killers. There's nothing wrong with that. But then he started making comments like, yeah, a lot of the, uh, my, my, um, my, uh, uh, what do you call it, Uh, trainees or whatever would always say, I have the vibes of a serial killer.
0: Oh no, I've just heard that my entire life. I mean, I'm am oh. a, a creepy li- I'm a creepy white dude with gigantic glasses <laughs> and I'm like awkward and it's just like, all right, you're either a genius or a killer, maybe both.
1: Or didn't you say in basic or something that your drill sergeants also thought maybe? Oh,
0: no, the drill sergeant academy. Oh, oh, they got said, it. Oh got yeah, it. you're, you're this you're the serial killer from our class, right? That's right. That's right. You're, you're going to go all piles at, <laughs> you know, the midpoint of full metal jacket like, "No!" No. It's like I'm the kind of person if I bump into you, I'm going to like feel bad for a week. I got too much empathy.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, You've been collecting, you've been stacking bodies somewhere this whole time. Well, who doesn't? You, you met me, and you're like, podcast? Like, serial killers? Cool. I can play with this guy. And he just kind of kept coming along. You kept playing along. You kept going on the podcast. <laughs> you went to Korea. You planned this whole thing. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, Mario, you you open? I'm Because I'm going to be in town all of a sudden. You come in. You drive all the way up here from Tucson. I mean, wouldn't it be an amazing story? You murder me and my whole family right now and you drive off and i can see you just walking out the door and just kind of looking around kind of cleaning your hands a little bit and then just drive away go to california you make it back to korea before we're even discovered dead nobody knows because this podcast hasn't come out because it's still in in somewhere in there by the time they discover this and find out that it's you and you get arrested you don't care because you've already planned it what kind of awesome ending would that be to a serial killer's career
0: I mean that would be very interesting, yeah. Um, I would feel guilty cuz you gave me free ginger ale. No, this might be the thing that saves me. I, you know, I was like I was going, you know, I feel like murdering Mario, but then it was like, man, I'm really thirsty. It's like, hey, I got ginger ale. Oh, ginger you know what? ale. I like it. I'm going to keep you it around. It's peaceful.
1: That's why. It it <laughs> it makes peace with your tummy. It's, it's good for your tummy. It's
0: good good for flying.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Which is good cuz the the, the the details we have on this story it will make your stomach turn. <laughs>
1: so drink your ginger ale. All right, so are we ready?
0: I'm ready. All right, who are we talking about again? Um, Was it Al Capone? Yes, Al okay. Capone's
1: kid, I think. It was his son, Ali. Ali Capone.
0: Cal Capone.
1: Jeffrey Dahmer. All right, so I'm going to do a basic intro, just real quick, in case people don't know who this man was. Um, his actual name was Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer. Maybe if he would have gone with Lionel instead of Jeffrey, he wouldn't have been so pissed off, you know? Uh, he's a Taurus. Did you know he was a Taurus? He was born on May twenty-first, nineteen sixty. I did not know. I I'm sh- also a Taurus. Oh, so maybe the table, maybe the the story is not that you're the killer, but I'm the one baiting you in here. Think about it. I brought you to my home. I brought you into this room. You didn't even know the the basement was down there. This could be poisoned. That could be poisoned.
0: Man, I feel I feel bad. Now. I was all like grateful. This,
1: this could be the other. It could be either you or me. One of us was baiting each other, and we waited this long.
0: Well, what, you it is two devious minds meeting up.
1: Or what did we cancel each other out? <laughs> Anyways, uh, he was born on May 21st, 1960, November, and then died on November 28th, 1994. We'll get into that murder later, cause that's a uh, that's a it's a, a storybook fitting ending. end.
0: Yeah, yeah. Could even say he karma. was
1: known as the Milwaukee Cannibal. Did you know that? Oh, I did. He also was known as the Milwaukee Monster.
0: I feel like I'd rather be known as a monster than a cannibal. Because like monster, yeah. it, so much imagination can go into that. Not but cannibal, be, I mean, you just you yeah, eat people. That's it.
1: It's cannibal. Well, not to be also uh, confused with the Cookie Monster. So not not the same. Milwaukee Monster, Cookie Monster, two very different people.
0: I mean, what if your whole thing is that you eat Milwaukee? Like the Cookie Monster eats cookies.
1: Mm, touché. Well, the Cookie Monster eats cookies, and Jeffrey Dahmer ate little yeah. boys' cookies. So. Ooh. <laughs> yep, we went there already. I mean, he's the bad guy. Don't look at me. I don't, he's he's the guy who killed people and ate them and kept their bodies. Uh, he was a serial killer, a sex offender who committed the murders and dismemberment of 17 men and boys. That's right. Uh, he was equal rights across the board. Uh, between, oh, there were no women. You know, well that's, that's true. So he was sexist. Yeah, he was sexist. Oh, they should add that to the list. Uh, between ni- we should cancel Jeffrey Dahmer for being Absolutely. Sexist. Between 1978 and 1991, when he was caught, uh, many of his later murders involved necrophilia, cannibalism, and the permanent preservation of body parts. Typically all or parts of the skeleton so he liked to keep skeletons and i heard he also kept parts in the freezer so he could actually cook them up for dinner later on so he was a cannibal
0: a milwaukee
1: cannibal a milwaukee cannibal monster that's too much doesn't deserve all those titles all right so there we are uh, would you like me to talk about his uh, service and why he is – I didn't say survey, because I said service, sorry. Um, his service. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're probably if you, if you didn't catch the vibe um, – And then
1: we'll go back to you because you want to talk – What was the book again? Well,
0: I think we should maybe um, – We can start with My Friend Dahmer by uh, Durf Bacter. Because that's about him
1: in that's high his school. childhood. Yeah, Now, okay.
0: the, the thing that I find fascinating, um I swear I, I don't just like obsess over serial killers, um, there's a little bit of that like almost hometown – I don't know. Hometown villain aspect to Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm not from Milwaukee, but I am from from the Midwest, right? I'm I'm from Ohio, and I'm I'm not. I'm from where I'm from is not too far from where Jeffrey Dahmer was born and raised.
1: He was from in a town called Ohio Milwaukee. What is that? Did you see that?
0: Wait. Okay. Let me confirm. There. No. He was. I said born born in Milwaukee. Um. So you know what? Like he eventually, you know, chickens come home to roost. Um. But he grew up outside of Akron. Um, Akron, Ohio. Yep, and uh, not too far from another uh, famous uh, Buckeye uh, resident, and that would be LeBron James. So they grew up in the same neighborhood. Um, I don't think it was the same neighborhood, but I mean, or close the, by. The uh, Ohio cities are weird. Like, so like Akron is kind of a city, but it's also kind of a Cleveland suburb. So uh, if you're from Ohio, you know, it'd say like if you're from Akron, it's like where are you from? I'm from Cleveland. You've heard of that.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what I was confusing it with? he was born in Milwaukee Wisconsin that's why I, I don't know why I was confusing the other one well so th- and then he but then he lived in Ohio yep. right
0: okay. so um he grew up in this uh, small town Ohio outside of Akron and um, so Durf back durf weird name but thats his yeah, pen name wrote a book called my friend Dahmer and it was all about um, being friends with him back in high school and like they knew each other as like little kids it's a small town um, and It's so interesting because it's, like, you get that insight into what he was like as a kid. And, like, every serial killer, like, red flags everywhere. Like, growing up, I mean, like, he would torture animals. Oh, yeah. Um, He would laugh at other students when they got hurt. Um would show up to class drunk all the time like in high school yeah like he was he would, an
1: alcoholic since high school right
0: yeah and so the guy would like you know carry on like you know flasks of alcohol and like you know get drunk in school which you know what if he didn't grow up to be a killer i'd say you know kind of a baller move yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> liquor into high school i mean like I'm, I'm mad but kind of proud of you
1: yeah
0: um if that's as far as you go and um yeah so if you and then um as mario pointed out they did make a movie of it no is good but i'm also biased because i'm i write comics and it's a comic book Yeah, it's, it's oh. a graphic novel so it's not like a novel so it's, it's this whole sort of like a big old comic book about little memories of what this guy was like in high school is
1: that what the guy intended to when he first wrote it oh yeah oh, so i didn't know i thought maybe it was a book but it's, it's a graphic novel then
0: um so dirt back Durf is um uh, like writes comic strips like for a living and like editorial comics and whatnot oh really and
1: he's the guy that's the friend
0: and he's the friend so it
1: just so happens that he's so he did this one and he did it himself yeah
0: and like um so if you like read the book it's full of these insights like when he heard that one of his classmates from high school um you know got arrested uh for being a serial killer Dahmer was not his first guess which again you know like, what kind of high school did you go to that you had like a list in your head yeah i know um, and um, then well,
1: before the before the actual killer,
0: my favorite anecdote was um, that the main character, um Back durf Backdurf, could not find a date to prom, but Jeffrey Dahmer could oh I was yeah. like, man that is <laughs> that is gotta hurt
1: well, after the fact, yeah, once you figure out, um yeah, that was in the the movies what that's the one I was talking about, that's the one I caught. um I can imagine the the graphic novel has more details. More, more, uh, probably a little bit more of a, the background. Uh, then you said you saw the movie too, right?
0: I did, and it's it's fine. It's
1: good. It's what of... are some of the biggest differences that they talk about in the book that they didn't show?
0: Well, um, I mean, the, the key is right there in the title, which is my friend Dahmer. I mean, uh, the, the movie felt like it was told from Jeffrey Dahmer's perspective, yes, it was, he was I, the main I, character. That's right. But I mean, what makes it such a unique story isn't that it's you know a serial killer in high school, no, it's um, that like that everyday kind of insights you get and the things that like, um, yeah, you could read a hundred biographies of Jeffrey Dahmer, but they didn't know him and they weren't there. And like, when you like, you read this book and you see so many of like the early telltale signs of what he was doing. Like he was collecting dead animals and like chopping them up in the woods. Um, as a little kid, um, you know, his, his dad does what, you know, parents do, which is, you know, try to get your kids engaged and excited about things that'll get him a good job someday. So he saw his son, um, like collecting animal bones it was like oh you know maybe you want to be a veterinarian maybe you want to be a scientist or something like that but it's like again this was all in the 70s so we didn't know as much about serial killers. Yeah. as obviously we know now because it was just a coming out thriving now. market of true crime um but the thing is like hence this podcast hence this podcast <laughs> that you listen to right now but like uh yeah it gets back to that whole idea of um like all right like how, how, you know this these barely come out of nowhere and, but if you just think if someone had intervened at some point, if I'm not even saying like be nice to everyone and they won't become serial killers. No, these are sociopaths. They don't have empathy. They don't. Yeah. But I mean like they could have just stopped him. So he, um, and again, this is not me trying to garner any sympathy for this asshole, but I mean, like you learn about like how, um, his mom was mentally unstable and at a time that we really didn't understand both mental health or female mental health, you know? Yeah. She left the house, right? Yep. Um, so uh, she left the house with her youngest son, Jeffrey Dahmer's uh, little brother, um, because, oh, I can't take all this fighting, all this is going crazy. At the same time, his dad left the house, you know, shot up with his girlfriend. You we know, they <laughs> had a divorce. They left Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> all, alone, by himself. all alone, just it was the, the forgotten he kid. He was in high school, right? Yeah, was this was his high school graduation. Yeah, so. Because um, this leads up to the first murder. And this yeah. is all building up to, you know, eventually hit listing in the army. Um, so while he was in that period of time where he was all by his lonesome, uh, he picked up a hitchhiker and, um, that hitchhiker was his first victim. And it started out as simple as he just invites this guy, a hitchhiker over, you know, Hey, you know, like I got the house to myself. I got some beers. You know, we can hang out. Um, but then
1: kind of like right now,
0: <laughs> oh. kind of like right now, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that, and then that guy. I kind of read up on that a little bit. So he ended up knocking him out with um uh, a dumbbell? Yes, I believe. he did.
0: And then strangled him.
1: And with it or something, right? With the dumbbell, I think. Um so that was a pretty uh, brutal way to go. And then he buried him in a shallow grave, right? Which then he dug up again
0: later, didn't he? And then um like did horrible things to the body and then just, you know, like destroyed all the remains. Um, so what's really eerie about this, this is one of yeah, the like,
1: like destroyed him complete where like, he, I think he took the bones if I read it correctly and smashed it up with a hammer. So they were like fine little pieces of powder and just kind of spread it throughout the, the woods where he was living. Well, pretty insane. I mean, but he's what? 18, 19. Yeah, Cause I think it was right after just high graduated school. High school. So at that age, he was already thinking ahead. Like he got rid of that body. He, I don't know how he chopped up the, 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 uh, the, what do you call it? The meat, I guess. Yeah
0: and um and then dissolved it with something well what, what disturbs me about you know this aspect of the, you know not only is this a, a, a kid killing somebody yeah. but he went on with normal life you know normal quote unquote right. normal life like he had a job he had houses and whatnot um for over a decade after this so it's just like the, the creepiest thing like so what i think about is um so after he commits his first murder his dad eventually comes home and is like oh yeah We forgot about the kid. Yeah, he's still living here. This is a very dark reboot of Home Alone, by the way. Yeah,
1: no kidding. Oh, no. We left Jeffrey home alone. And he killed a guy. I'd like to see that. I mean, that's kind of what Home
0: Alone's about. It's just, you know, except the criminals keep getting back up. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, you
1: you see little Jeffrey, like, cooking up the bad guys at the end when uh, the parents come home. They're like, how did you survive? You're like, oh, I'm good. I figured I way. I got good at cooking.
0: You will never see Home Alone the same way again. <laughs> uh, home Alone also takes place in the Midwest. Coincidence? I think not. And they all, like, came to fruition in the 90s.
1: Home Alone 4, Jeffrey's Revenge. <laughs>
0: um, so, But then his dad came home and was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about you. So they um, enrolled him at Ohio State University in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. And he proceeded to get stupid drunk the entire time he was there, which, again, normally I think that seems like a healthy attitude for a college freshman. But it was troubling. He wasn't even going to class. He was failing out. And so then he wound up dropping out. And then, and the reason why we're talking about him, um, his father convinced him to join the Army.
1: Which, by the way, the only class he passed was rifle, riflery, I think. I don't know how they say it, but essentially it was a rifle class.
0: Well, you know that's that for the army. Yeah,
1: I know that, which is just weird, right? That he already had some kind of love for that. But the other part that's odd is, what was he when he joined the army?
0: Oh, he was a medic. A medic.
1: I mean, I'd just, say
0: irony, but I mean, I could see the through line, right?
1: I mean, he wanted to learn about the body, the human body. I mean, it may have been all just a ploy, just to learn. I mean, like once I'm done with this, I don't. What do I need to be in the military for? I, now I need to kill. Now I've learned what I need to learn. Now, let me go take my skills. Um, he took, what else did he, he did, he did a bunch of different jobs. I, I don't have it pulled up right now, but he did, like after the army, he did a few different types of jobs, but then essentially he stayed with one company for a long time after that. He well, kind of got his shit under control, I think, right?
0: Um, I mean, um, I, there's people that understand like the, 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 the mind of a serial killer better than the two of us. We're, we're, we're casual serial killer obsessives, um, but like, but in I think it's pretty regular that there's that that, that lull. I mean, so this idea that this guy enlisted in the army, went through basic training, AIT, um, and then uh, was stationed in Baumholder, Germany, which I've been to, very lovely, by the way, near the French border. Um, but the thing is, he did all of this. I wonder. And he if Jeffrey, killed somebody.
1: I wonder if Jeffrey Dahmer said the exact same thing you said right now. And it's like, oh, cool. I love it. Right up on the French border. Oh, yeah. Beautiful just, place.
0: I see all the signs that say, Welcome and mm. Bienvenue. Okay. <laughs> you know, I feel cultured. Um,
1: <laughs> How I, I feel like eating some French today. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. oh, ho, ho. Yeah. Um, Stupid American. Yeah,
0: in case you were wondering, uh, there's a long history of um, very unusual veterans who've been stationed in Germany. I can tell you that um, uh, Richard Pryor was also a bomb holder. And oh, really? at the same time, that Richard Pryor was in bomb holder. Another, um, an officer that was there was Colin Powell. You know, rest in peace. Oh yeah. So you know, again, the the world is a very small place, and there are a oh, lot of in veterans. The military. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, just this idea that he was, you know, acting as a soldier, and by some accounts, he was a, a pretty good soldier. Um right. You know, at least above average. But the thing is, no one that had worked with him and you know, saw him every day knew at this point he'd already murdered someone and yeah. there were more to come. And that, that creeps me out more than anything else about the story.
1: He already had one murder under his belt while he was going through all this. And it could have been any of those people. But
0: And it's just like, was this on his mind? Was he, was he thinking about it? And it's just like, it just forces me to think all these weird
1: thoughts. I bet you he was. And that's why he was drinking so much. Think about what? it. How much did he have to drink? for him to get kicked out of the military in Germany.
0: I thought about that. I was like, how man.
1: much because they made no fuss about it. They they gave him a general discharge, right? They didn't give him a dishonorable. Honorable. They gave him even an honorable. Not even. So that means and they even claim, right? Like you said, he was average, sometimes above average soldier. How does that guy get it's I knew guys that were trying their hardest to get out of the military doing whatever trying to piss hot and still weren't getting kicked well, out. So I don't know how he did it so quickly. I mean,
0: I, I think anyone who's served in the army would see that, wait, you got chaptered for drinking too much? Yeah. I mean, that's the default for soldiers. Right. Especially in Germany. Yeah. And it's you like... demote those people. Yeah, but that's about it. But you kicked him out. I mean, like, again... Um, I guess it was right after Vietnam,
1: and maybe they were too... It was when it was yeah. bigger. Like, the military was... Like, they weren't really trying to keep... They weren't trying to retain anyone. If this had happened during Vietnam, they're like... You'd have to be doing heroin right in front of the commander and shitting in his mouth in order for you to get you kicked out. You would have out. to
0: be doing the commander's heroin. Like, hey, yes, that was my it, stash. That was
1: my stash while shitting in the mouth. <laughs> Sorry, I had to add that. And still, you might not get kicked out at that moment. So maybe this was, because this was, what, in the
0: early 80s? Um, either late 70s or early 80s, because so, I think he graduated high school murder. in 78.
1: Yeah, you're right. So you're right. So then he killed in that year. Um then 79 or 80 he joins so yeah they're the forces are probably pretty full from after vietnam so they're probably like letting people go pretty easily so i know after all this that he's done this is the one thing we get stuck on like i wonder how he got out so easily i mean well it is it is a mystery the big thing we have in
0: common for most soldiers so you know yeah it's just sort of like it's like you just think that's a rare thing that's a, a rare thing to get kicked out for well um one thing that was kind of brought up you know obviously decades later um is that he had been accused by some of the other soldiers in bomb holder of being sexually assaulted um so like jeffrey by Dahmer, no, yeah, by him yeah so he, jeffrey Dahmer would get soldiers mm. drunk and then um sexually assault them or rape them um again there were red flags folks if, but unfortunately the the time the military wasn't taking this seriously right. plus a, as yep. anyone who's you know understand sexual assault if males are sexually assaulted they're less likely to report it than yes. females because they've seen it as a sign of emasculation
1: right yeah, absolutely. And so you're probably right that all those things combine together. Um, I mean, it just reminds me of like you say, you know, we didn't know back then, and we 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 know now. Some of us know now, but some people still don't seem to understand that, right? Which is, you know, we talk about what happened at Fort Hood, and then all the things that we're discovering now. Um, so I can imagine. If we know better now and things are still happening, can you imagine in the seventies all the shit and nonsense that went on So much would have just been Especially put overseas, under the table. Yeah. Overseas in Germany? Like, Germany. Oh, on, who's on. Who's bit like right? just, just just of a
0: little bit of a little bit of a little bit of Just keep it of wraps. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that's, but then that's what makes you think, right? When you do kick somebody out of the military, and because I think from what i read they were talking about how he was a good enough soldier that they thought that he would adapt well in civilian life he just couldn't adapt in the military life and so that's why they gave him that because if it would have been an, if he would have had a um, dishonorable discharge back then i think that was more serious and you wouldn't have been able to get a federal job or state job any kind of government job uh i remember there was even a time when i think even mcdonald's was claiming that they weren't they were going to stop hiring people with dishonorable discharge and like if you didn't have a high school diploma so it was getting Harder.
0: Well, I'll be honest, um, speaking as a former drill sergeant, I have used the honorable discharge line on my soldiers so many times where I tell them, you know who got an honorable discharge? Jeffrey anyway, Dahmer. Yeah. If you get a dishonorable discharge, according to the Army, you're, you're worse, worse than, than the than Milwaukee cannibal.
1: So can you imagine that? Because there's other than honorable, that which won't really ruin... Uh, your your odds of getting a, a government job you can do other than honorable right oh yeah that's um, I think
0: that's what most what soldiers most get good. Yeah. yeah
1: unless it's very specific yeah um, yeah it's 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 and you would know more but dishonorable even dishonorable discharge is probably dishonorable discharge is a rare, scarlet
0: right? letter and it is pretty rare
1: yeah but uh, yeah because one you won't be accepted into any military service again
0: you lose all your benefits federal
1: all benefits everything so. Um, but this guy wasn't even a year in. We didn't even get to that part. When this all happened, he was, what, maybe a year? I well, think. And, and then it's just training at Fort yeah, Sam Houston, right?
0: It, it was uh, – so um, basic training, Fort Sam Houston, bomb holder. By the way, first duty station Germany, like, that's a terrible idea. But <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm biased. I think everyone should get a force Com assignment first, and then they get the cool exotic overseas yeah. assignments. But, again, that's the, the least important but, aspect you know, of this story. Say, maybe
1: that's because normally – well, I don't know. You tell me. Who gets to decide where you go after um, basic?
0: That is. Does that come some, from? Oh, that's way above me.
1: But do you guys do any kind of rating? Do you guys have no say in like where None. your guys go? I um, know.
0: I mean, like, um, again, former AIT drill sergeant. Yeah. I, mean, I would love it if people could get a nice, boring state-set assignment. But you know, as someone who's you know, again, stationed in Korea, we get so many soldiers their first duty stations is Korea. It's like, well, yeah, they're going to lose their minds in Korea because it's like.
1: Yeah, and yeah. they're probably young. Oh, yeah. Young. And
0: in Germany, um, I remember, um, and I don't know if this had any impact on, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer's time at Baumholder, but uh, you could drink. So the legal age of drinking in Germany, I think, is like 16. Oh, so yeah. we would have 18-year-olds. And we, by the right. way, we followed German law because we got to help yeah, the economy. Yeah. Um, so we'd have 18-year-olds fresh could, out of the schoolhouse getting drunk as a skunk in Germany because, hey, my parents aren't I around, can. and like, yeah. I can drink.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that sounds like a – a good duty station, and you
0: know who else got drunk as a skunk his first duty station in Germany? Our boy Dahmer.
1: Yeah, every
0: you know enough to get kicked out. Enough to get kicked out. <laughs>
1: Great way to bring it right back in.
0: There's so many people listening. Like I want to hear about the murders. Like no, we're talking about his discharge.
1: Yeah, that's that's what we're that's what we've been dying to get to. All right, well that's all the time for today, ladies and oh, gentlemen. So well,
0: we hope you learned something important.
1: <laughs> it's not that easy to get kicked out of the military. Uh, but apparently, uh, somebody liked Jeffrey Dahmer. So, no. But so he gets kicked out, goes back home, but he doesn't go
0: directly he, home. He goes to be a beach bum in Florida,
1: dude. That's two great places. I know. He was partying up in friggin' in Germany, drinking all the beer he could, enough to get kicked out. That's a <laughs> lot of beer. Then goes to Florida to be a beach bum.
0: He, the the sobriety capital of America, <laughs> Florida. Let's see. I'm trying to even think of the where. Like I hope it was just some like lame Oh Miami Miami Beach. Oh, even better. You know. Oh yeah, Papi.
1: I'm sorry. He didn't kill anybody there, right? The only outside of Mil... wait, most of his murders were in Ohio? Uh
0: most of his murders were in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, um, but...
1: except for that one, I think, right?
0: All right, I just want to throw this out here, you know, a little conspiracy theory. All right, who else fictional, mind you, is a resident of Miami Beach? Dexter? Oh, which by the way just right. got rebooted.
1: It is. So what's that one gonna be about? It's, is he gonna come? Well, because I know he. Well, it's okay. We can talk about it, right? People. I actually did not a, see the
0: last couple of seasons because I heard they sucked.
1: So you haven't seen the ending? Oh, I, so I, I know
0: that, one, that there's like some like he goes to Canada or something. Oh, okay.
1: I don't know if he's. I don't know if they say where, but he 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 does live. So if I ruin it for you guys, sorry. It's been forever. The internet's ruined you it. You guys should have seen it anyways. Um, but so I'm assuming they're gonna pick up left off or or maybe into the future
0: i think it'd be kind of funny if he was going around canada you know killing serial killers except that everyone in canada is too nice to kill so anyone. he's got no serial killer it's just a. oh you, you know yeah. um i i'm the uh the i i like to run uh stop signs you know oh yeah it just oh. it's like oh i have oh, to kill have to you to <laughs> you're the guy who runs stop <laughs> so, signs because he it's doesn't, a little dangerous
1: because he doesn't have like evil people to kill he just has to make it up in his own head like this guy all he did is just cross uh, jaywalk and he's like
0: oh i hate this man man." who doesn't hate jaywalkers especially when you're driving and you're in a hurry
1: takes that guy and he takes pictures of him like just jaywalking (laughs) everywhere he's like i'm really sorry about
0: that i didn't mean to jaywalk i was just you know i i I didn't see the crosswalk like (laughs) oh damn you canada for being so nice I love your Canadian accent. You oh yeah, well you know I'm from the Midwest, like 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 Dummer. So the, the the Canada accent, it's just even
1: even being tied up, he's being apologetic. It's like, oh, oh I'm,
0: I'm so- really sorry about that, you know.
1: <laughs> he's like, I'd hate to be that guy, but uh, can you loosen these up a little bit?
0: And uh, <laughs> if you don't mind, could I could I borrow a couple of loonies? You know.
1: <laughs> I would. I want to see that Dexter right there. He can't get enough.
0: All right, so. Oh. um... He did what so many beach uh, – back to Jeffrey Dahmer, he did what so many beach bums do when they run out of money, which is call up dad. Daddy. Hey, um, I've, I've screwed up a lot. Can you uh, help me out? Um, oh, by
1: the way, I got kicked out of the military.
0: It's like, well, did you at least get an honorable discharge? Of course. Yeah.
1: Yes. I just drank too much. Yeah.
0: Um. So returned back home with and his –
1: And I got 80% rating. Imagine <laughs> that, dude. Of course he did. Imagine that. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer was rated higher than me. Oh, <sighs> What do I got to do? Kill somebody.
0: <laughs> all right. So um, goes back to Ohio. By the way, I've got so many friends. It's like, I'm going to make it out in Hollywood. Then, hey, mom, dad, can I move back to Ohio with you guys? Okay. Come back. Yeah. So um, goes back and continues to basically be the bum that his dad hates, which is, you know, getting drunk all the time, drunk and disorderly conduct. And it's just like, can you imagine if your your son was acting like that? It's just sort of like, like oh, why don't you make something of yourself? You know, like. Your name is never going to be in headlines.
1: <laughs> okay, father. <laughs> well, I made the mistake of telling my kids that I don't care what you do as long as you're the best at it. So I just hope they understand that when I say that, <laughs> I'm talking about good things. But I, I, to be fair, I never made it clear. I just said, whatever you do, be the best at it. And I think Jeffrey Dahmer is of the same mindset and said, listen, dad, you wanted me to be the best.
0: Oh, now I am. I mean, he made something out of himself and a few other people. A name. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Um, So his dad gets sick of him and makes him move in with grandma in Wisconsin.
1: Wisconsin.
0: Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Uh, And if you thought the the Canada accent was annoying, wait until you hear my Wisconsin accent. But um,
1: Just living in Wisconsin and living with grandmas is enough to make people murder. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, like, man, like. Is this really the best option left? life? You, you're so, like, this is like a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's like, oh, you know, my son's getting in trouble. He's getting drunk all the time. You're moving with your granny in Wisconsin. Like, <laughs> Not
1: Wisconsin. We should make a show of that, where he's like, you're moving with your granny in Upper <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> I whistled for a cabin when it came near. <laughs> he moves in with his granny to Wisconsin and then goes to a private school and becomes... <laughs> The most
0: entertaining serial killer ever. His
1: his cousin Bartleton.
0: <laughs> All right. So, um, life with grandma in Wisconsin um, is just like life with his dad, where you know he's being drunk, he's being weird, he's going out. Um, except
1: his grandma's not as strong as his dad, so okay. he can he can yeah. overwhelm her, little old lady. Yeah, just push her out of the way. Um, that was a little bit. You know, by the way, can I go back? The, oh, The absolutely. father. The, I mean, what a dirtbag! Like. They left him alone, essentially his, like, most important high school years. And then they come back, and they expect him to be normal, and you have – I get it. Like, this guy's being a bum. I get it. But have a little bit of sympathy. I kind of fucked up. That that buys you 10 years in my eyes. If I left my son alone his senior year, and his mom wasn't there because she was nuts and moved out, and he lived alone because I chose my girlfriend instead of living in that house, like, why can't you just bring the girlfriend there? My point is I say – I come back and say – Hey, no matter what happens, I you got me for ten years. After ten years, then we're even. I'm just saying
0: And also I'm, saying. <laughs> I'm taking you to Disneyland. Yes. I I, I, I would I, take him to Disneyland. Serious di- yes. like points needed to be earned right there. Yeah.
1: So you fucked up, Dan. Anyways, that's all I wanted to
0: say. All right. <laughs> um so
1: normally Crystal's the one that's here talking about like the, the blaming the parents and because she's you know, that's her background and therapy so she is always wondering what the mom or the dad did for him to for the person to to become who they are
0: i feel like my parents get blamed far too often yeah um, for, I mean, it's easy because you know parents you know they, they shape us but um yeah like i i, I do have some sympathy for his parents because i've seen interviews with them like read up on them and obviously you know this they like how do you feel if you if you're in this situation say like, oh your, your son you know yeah did all these horrible things um so credit to them for at least, you know, keeping their chins up and not going into witness protection or something.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Because, well, we'll get into that, his his murder. But it, he wasn't very popular. We'll say he was. He is a um, notorious serial killer. And then when we say popular, meaning people know of him. But as far as what he did, he's, he's up there with the worst of the worst. Whereas you can, for some reason, freaking, what's his name from California? Um, the handsome dude. Oh, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy, who got all the women, whatever. For some reason, everybody loves that guy. And women still love him to the yeah, point where creepy. they wanted to marry him. They would send him their underwear. And so he murdered women, which if if you're going to get crazy and say traditionally, serial killers were males who killed women. And people could accept that. People could accept that for some reason. But you started saying a males killing other males... Uh, they're killing boys, they're eating them, they're cutting them up, they're like, you're not supposed to do that, you're supposed to just kill women. So for that reason, I always feel like Ted Bundy, in that world, is like put like up in a pedestal, and Jeffrey Dahmer... In a really
0: horrible way, yeah, Ted Bundy's kind of got like a, cool reputation right? was like he was the charming killer. Right. Like, he was the lady he killer. represented
1: himself in court
0: yeah um whereas Jeffrey is just, just really gross I mean they're, they're both really gross I'm not kidding I'm not gonna give Ted Bundy a pass but you know what I mean no right Exactly. Um, he's and considered to I'm be kind of like gross within
1: the gross world yeah he's he's less uh Bundy's less gross for some reason and then then uh then um uh, freaking jo- Dahmer but That's, that's, I'm just saying, and I'm just observing that I'm not rating it. I don't feel, but I always feel like that is the way they're treated, you know? So, Uh,
0: well, one, another reason why, um, you know, like, so Jeffrey Dahmer's killing spree starts around the time he moves to Milwaukee. I mean, even when he's living with his grandma, he was apparently dissecting bodies in his grandma's basement. Like, yo grandma, you need to be a lot more observant. Yeah um
1: yeah this family just wasn't observing at all from the grandma all the way down to the dad and mom
0: i feel like maybe again um speaking as the uh the midwesterner here there is something about like you know midwest where you want to put up up this front of like oh you know look at our our white picket fence look at our our good life there's a lot of like oh well you know he's just doing that because he's eccentric right they're just giving he's a character
1: excuses for for the
0: you you like you kind of go out of your way just to like you know like just repress, repress the argument. Yes. And just okay, you yeah. know what? This is just everything's normal. Oh, like yeah. oh, he's he's um, dissecting a dead cat in the backyard. Oh, he's, oh, he's, he's so creative. He's, he's scientific. Yeah, he's a oh, scientist. Yeah. You know, nothing's weird about our family. My little Jeffrey, the little scientist. Oh, look at him. <laughs> um, so
1: uh, and to think he had killed somebody when he was a teenager, yeah. and then he went this long what must have you think the alcohol was kind of suppressing it that's what he was doing you think suppressing
0: those urges either that or maybe he was just an alcoholic yeah <laughs> um but then
1: he didn't kill and then he, then he then he did and then that's when he just kept going
0: well um I, so you kind of wonder like you know so what was the actual years of his killing spree 78
1: I mean, to 91
0: 78 to 91 that's a long time to go undetected yeah. um and from what I've read about him, one of the reasons why he was able to get away with this for so long was that the people he was targeting um, were usually um, members of the gay community in Milwaukee and um, also, like, um, people of color from low-income neighborhoods. Yeah. And he was living in a low-income neighborhood in Milwaukee where, you know, he could just kind of fly to the radar because, hey, the cops aren't around. Yeah. Um, So it's, like, like, it's kind of, you know, like, smart on his behalf. He was basically doing similar to what, like, Jack the Ripper did, which right. is if you're going to kill... Kill members of society that like Nobody cares upper about echelons don't care about. Right.
1: It. And if you've heard most of our shows, most of those serial killers, that's how they lasted so long is they killed people. And it, that's not the first time uh, when somebody was preying uh, on the gay community or prostitutes. Right. Because you're right. For some reason. Well, we all know why. But even back then, we have a better understanding now. Uh even, even with, with prostitution, we understand that it's not just some women that just want to go out there and sell their bodies, right? There's also some trauma. There's me- maybe mental health, things like that. And
0: also just financial desperation.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons. So it's not like they they should not be treated any less. They're victims too, right? Just because they choose to do this. They still have rights, right? And I think we, we understand that a little bit better, too. And obviously, within the gay community, obviously, nobody wanted to the, even the talk about it back The cops weren't looking then. into them. No, and nobody nobody cared. Uh, and so I can imagine some people even saying good riddance in some cases. So nobody really looked for those people in those communities, right? Uh, and, 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 and then you talking about low-income communities, like in, in a black neighborhood, too, when people already don't report crime. In those neighborhoods, you're talking, this is where he thrived. Yeah. This is where he thrived. And why,
0: for a, over a decade, so.
1: And one story, this just kind of proves our point, they had a young, uh, underage black kid that ran out of the house half naked because he escaped and the police actually caught him and he came over, Jeffrey Dahmer, and I'm not saying because he was white or he was older or he had some kind of authoritative... Uh, You know, uh, you know, uh, way about him, that he convinced the cop to let the boy go back with him. That they were just having some kind of feud, and I think me and Chris have even talked about this, this because it it, we brought it up in some other show. This part is like this cop part. Like I don't want to deal with this shit. I don't want to. I don't even want my name attached to this. If this is, like, a young gay couple, I don't even care. And it's low-income family and, in, in like, the kid's black. Like, I can imagine all these things. Like, why would this cop do that? Why would he let him go? And you think of all those reasons, and you're like, yeah. Nowadays, I mean, if a cop did that, I can imagine, I would hope that they they, you know, he'd be kicked off the force. You know? Like, that
0: that poor kid got so close, so to, close being to being rescued. And then it, they just got sent back to Jeffrey Dahmer's house and he but killed how, him.
1: But how manipulative... Does he have to be to be able to convince that cop and also this kid? Cause he didn't go fighting; he went willingly. Like you or, or he just well, gave up and said the cop didn't do shit. What um, am I going to do? I
0: think there was like some other details. And again, um, so much of this is just like the little details that you find. Um, I think Jeffrey Dahmer was going through this thing where he wanted to create um a, essentially a sex zombie where he would, like, pour acid, like, drill a hole into people's heads and oh, then yeah. pour acid. And I think that's the case with this kid, where, like, they'd done something where, like, there was some brain damage involved. But oh, he, he had still, already done, yeah. But he still, you know, had, like, the um, enough, like, mobility to run out the door, find yeah, a cop right. and say, save me.
1: Yeah. That's insane. A sex zombie. I know yeah. he, he, and there's a creepy interview where they ask him about why he saved the bodies. And he said he saved the bodies because he didn't want to let go of them. That he wanted them to be around—it's just creepy. If I if I could pull that up, then I. But that was such a creepy. He's like, cause I, I wanted to be near them. That's insane. Oh. <laughs> and then he started eating later on. But if you think about it, let's go back to the timeline, right? Seventy eighty kills, um, joins. I think what is it like about it? Cause he went to Ohio State for half a semester or half a, half a year, so one semester. And then he ends up going to the Army. So i say by 1980, let's say by 81, 82 is when he's getting discharged. Um, and then he goes with his grandma. So let's just say by 83 or 84, let's just say 84 is when he commits his second murder.
0: Oh, no, actually, I've got it up. It was 87. And he did it in Michigan. So 87 what? Uh, 1987. Is what? Uh, is the second murder.
1: Whoa, so it wasn't until 87 So then. he
0: took a long break. So from
1: se- so almost 10 years, nine yep. nine years. And then he, so he finally, in 87. So really, the 16 murders then happened between 87 and 91.
0: That's insane. That's, I mean, you think about like, how the hell could you get away with, you know, killing one person, all yeah. these people in such a short period of time. Um, but, you know, there might be something to the fact that um, at least he was changing locations. So the first murder was in yeah. Ohio. Um, and it was a hitchhiker. So I was like, oh, well, you know, random hitchhikers, you know, go missing all the time. Then the second one was an hotel in Michigan. So, you know, again, he's changing up locations. So there's people missing, you know, at least he's different. Yeah. And then, you know, I I think uh, most of the spree happened in Milwaukee though.
1: That's insane. And then he finally got caught in 91, right? Then, um,
0: this is the, the, one of the few kind of inspiring elements of the the jeffrey Dahmer story which is this this guy who survived and eventually you know got jeffrey Dahmer caught um let's see i feel like giving this guy a shout out i do not have his name memorized but you know he was uh, jeffrey Dahmer's doing his usual thing which was you know find um met lower lower tier member of society yeah. then you know I don't, no one's gonna notice that they go missing um and i don't think this was a sex thing but i mean he's just, just like you know someone like hey you know come up to my apartment i have yeah. beer or something Oh, um, the
1: old beer in my apartment trick. Meanwhile, Mario
0: was just like, hey, I got ginger ale. I'm like, oh. I love ginger ale. I'm driving, so I can't drink beer. Um, Let's see. So a 32-year-old man named uh, Tracy Edwards agreed to accompany him to his apartment, and Edwards noticed a foul odor and several boxes of hydrochloric acid on the oh. floor. Red flags. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>, shit, dude. <laughs>
0: I just figured he was a medical student. You know, it's just he seemed like a nice enough. Guy. He seemed
1: like a nice fella. Plus, he had beer, Platts, Pat's Blue Ribbon. All right, sounds like a good Midwestern beer. What so, about uh, what's the other one you guys drink? Old style. Old style's a bit. It's been a while beer. since I was in the Midwest. <laughs> but
0: uh, so anyway, this guy goes into his apartment and it's say, like, "Hey, oh, this is the this is the line he used. Do you want to see my tropical fish?" <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that, that is, is a, a know, know.
1: weird line. And I don't know why that's funny. Um, cuz I know what's going to happen afterwards. So I shouldn't laugh, but that's a funny line. Well,
0: no, I, I I you know what actually what happened is I mean, thankfully the you know the guy is uh, oh no, sorry, I, even more um, we're all learning and growing together, folks. Um so
1: <laughs> it's funny cuz I was just going to ask you if you want to see my tropical fish in the basement.
0: Oh, fool me once, shame <laughs> on you. Um so then uh Dahmer handcuffs this guy. And um, oh my God. so uh, eventually, so this guy, Tracy Edwards, um, kind of, you know, like talks him down, like, hey, you know, um, I figure something weird and creepy is going on, but uh, you know, maybe you could uncuff me and then we could talk it through. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so this guy does what so many others tried to do, which is sprint the hell out of that apartment and find the cops. And yeah. thankfully this time it, it worked. worked. And the cops came up to the apartment and they found all of these remains, oh, wow. no tropical fish, But lots of damn it, he lied exactly so all of these um, like just gruesome remains from all of these murders that he'd been committing and um, Can you imagine like what kind of line you try to use with the cops at that point? It's like I Left
1: the chicken out
0: am (laughs) an artist and I'm very dark and (laughs) That's not human bodies. They're mannequins (laughs) wax you know, wax. it's like who who doesn't have just like a skull in the, the fridge? It's it's a it's a it's a Wisconsin thing, y'all.
1: <laughs> skull on the fridge. Like I got skulls on the table right here.
0: You do. And by the way, I, I did take note of that when I came in here. I was like, OK, I feel I feel like this is thematic. <laughs> um, so this is in 1991 when thankfully someone brought this asshole to justice. Caught him
1: up. All right. Well, let's let's uh let's bring this to some closure for people because i think that he, it was a fitting ending for him oh yeah so in 94 um and i forget the night the guy's name um,
0: um i, I want to know who another? this guy is because i think everyone you know should probably go and was buy a, him a beer he was an
1: inmate um at the ohio wait wait was it called it wasn't the, uh
0: the columbia correctional there you institute go. columbia Institution. Correctional
1: Institution. Jeffrey Dahmer, along with this other guy and the a third person that I'm trying to look up uh, his name, were sent to clean up. Um, I forget what it was. Like I don't know if they were like in the gym. I think it was in the gym. They were brought in to clean up all the machines, the floors, the bathrooms. You know that kind of stuff. As they're doing this, the third guy went up to Jeffrey Dahmer apparently um, and showed him. This uh, news article from when he had murdered uh, all those victims specifically the young black boys that he had murdered uh, this gentleman happened to be black too so to him it was even more personal because you know what happens to you know child rapist or you know um, anyone uh, uh, that messes with children in prison we've all heard those rumors and they're they're true right child molesters don't, do well, don't do well in prison. And uh, this gentleman um, had taken offense to that and also that there were young black men praying in neighborhoods that he grew up in, too, because he was from from close by in the same area. And so he took a it's fitting that he took a piece of equipment from a barbell and beat him over the head with it and then beat the other guy uh, at the same time. Because that was Jeffrey Dahmer's first weapon. Remember,
0: it, it ends the way it began.
1: It's just so so odd, fitting end, but in so many ways. Not just because of what happened to him, and uh, he died an hour uh, after you know getting to the hospital. The other guy I think died two days later, and then this guy got two more uh, uh, life sentences. Life sentences because he had he had he was in there for murder for murdering one guy. Um, I actually read his story. I'll just say it real quick. So he basically was a troubled child, uh, troubled as a kid, uh, kicked out of high school, didn't even graduate. Uh, He actually ended up going to some work program where they were supposed to pay him and as they taught him. And then uh, after his program's done, he gets hired by the company. Apparently, he was too much trouble for them, so they let him go before he finished his program and never hired him. So he went back in. Trying to look for the program manager, but that guy had already been gone. Like, he, he, he no longer worked for that company. There was another guy in charge, and he asked him to, you know, he wanted money because he was owed a job and never got it. So the guy gave him 17 bucks. He was insulted and shot him in the head. Uh, and then the the second-in-command wrote him a check for $3,000. The guy took it as if he's going to fucking cash $3,000. 000- <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that was good on that other guy for coming up with that idea. Well, he also idea. got to
0: survive the... Got to survive,
1: but that's how this guy ended up in jail, because he killed the wrong guy, essentially. He was and then going he killed him. the right guy. Then he killed the right guy in prison. Yeah,
0: I don't think many people were too upset about Jeffrey Dahmer getting killed.
1: No, no, and that's why I think it's the fitting end for one of the most, not just notorious, but disliked of all serial killers. I mean, you should start a serial killer chart. When we well, talk Based about, on popularity? Yeah, based on popularity and all kinds of different. I mean, we can get crazy with it. We can get all kinds of different statistics with that. But we should definitely do that. I don't know how people would take it, but it um, doesn't matter.
0: Well, um, that feels like a, a perfect segue to talk about the podcast that I am yes. launching with a friend of mine, uh, Derwin Gerald. Um, because our podcast is kind of the inverse of dishonorable mentions. Um, kind of. And it is the Dead President Society, and it is a podcast that we do where we um, highlight the careers of... The more forgotten of our presidents. So the first season is all about the mediocre presidents. Um, if I, I would sing the the Simpsons song, but I also don't want you to get sued. Oh yeah. You, you'd probably never invite me back to your
1: house. I've like, got three lawsuits just uh, stoking in the fire right now.
0: Um, but <laughs> the the focus is on the mediocre presidents, the ones that you're always like, oh, who was the president, uh, you know, before, da, da, da you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the second season, which we haven't recorded yet, we've got the first season in the can. Uh, second season is going to be about our quote unquote bad presidents and whether or not they deserve Ooh. that reputation for being the bad presidents. So, well, man, if you list, like some you Franklin to... Pierce jokes, we have a show for <laughs> oh, you. Oh, look at that! Um, yes. And then um, the third season, you know, if we do get a third season. is all about our good presidents and whether or not they deserve that reputation. Oh. So so far we've uh, it has been a lot of fun researching. Um, because you know I, I found things out like. Uh, you know, Warren G. Harding, if you know him, you know, him from his wild and crazy libido in the Oval Office and all the you know, cheating yeah. his wife and all the John Oliver jokes. Turns out the guy was actually really progressive in terms of um uh, desegregation. Um so that so he- was
1: so the, in the, he's known as a bad president. Oh, he's known as one say. of our worst presidents. But when you say bad, is it because of his his like politics or his personal lifestyle? Oh,
0: we we look at it from like a combination. So essentially, yeah. we approach it. Neither Derwin and I are historians. Um, like we we are just two casual people. Yeah. Um, reading up on presidents, and the thing is, we're going off of what our ideas are. Um, you know our expectations of you know like like who are the presidents the the, the first season's the easy one because i mean the mediocre presidents it, it, that's just that's most of them yeah you know in case it's ever like man we had a president named millard fillmore what <laughs> yeah um and then but when we get to the good and the bad that i i can see derwin and i definitely like you know getting into some arguments about that one
1: over why why you say he's bad because because i'm thinking the same way it's like
0: it's all very subjective
1: bill clinton was he bad for what he got caught doing, or was he bad for his politics? Or, or We are what, not
0: talking what, about Bill Clinton for a very strategic reason. If you remember the name of the he, show, Dead President Society, oh, which is also our way of getting out of topics that are yes. like presidents that are too sensitive. The nice thing is with all well, of the – especially with the
1: Clintons, right? We might oh,
0: yeah. um, <laughs> um, Look around.
1: Look around. No, no. But, I mean, like a lot of people thought he was a good president that had a lot of good – ideas and very but progressive human. but yes and so i i was just that's what i was kind of comparing it to right or even even bush for example right because um obviously you're gonna you're gonna do you're not gonna even look at the politics as far as like you're not picking them because of democrats or republican oh, no. or whatever you're, um, just, you're just basically you're just looking at them
0: the first season we covered um um, mostly Republicans, a few Whigs, and then one Democrat. So we're not doing this, this is not a political, right. it's the least political show about presidents you could ever listen to, which means we probably won't get that many it's listeners.
1: It's just, it's just, it's just, yeah, I know. But that.
0: I mean, it, it, it is fun because you get to like, um, you know, we, we've had a lot of fun dunking on like William Henry Harrison and Zachary Taylor. And it's just like, you just know that there's not like some corner of the internet that's like, you know, um. Uh, like, super stands for some of these presidents. Right. Like, <laughs> what like, did you say you about say Grover that? Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: why, my yeah, favorite. <laughs> how dare you?
0: How dare you? <laughs> we at the William Howard Taft Foundation will not stand for these jokes. I love Taft, by the way. That, that's not a knock on Taft. That was the first episode we did, and that was Derwin being like, dude, you could write a book on this guy, um, mostly because in school but I know everyone's like, I wanted to hear about serial killers. Now there's just some douchebag talking about Taft. Um I'll keep it simple, but I, I failed my oral presentation on William Howard Taft in seventh grade and it always haunted me. And I'm I I So you I, went
1: back to learn about him?
0: I created a whole <laughs> podcast as a mea culpa for failing one project in That's seventh the way it grade. Goes, man. Oh absolutely
1: Yeah so I'm um I'm a fan. I, I love the idea and uh, I've heard a few, so there's i got to catch up on, on the rest. How many? You say you're on season two?
0: Uh, no, we need to start season two, but we've okay. done season one. Uh, there's ten episodes in the can, and you can listen to them on Spotify or um, Patreon if you go to do the Divided by Zero Books page oh, on Patreon. Okay. So Divided by Zero Books is also uh, my book publisher. And uh, so if you would like to get G.I. Low books because you want to read my comics but out of trees... Um, that is available on Amazon. So I've got three GI Low compilation books. Eventually, when I'm not you know in a platoon sergeant position, I can maybe do a fourth. Or Ooh, yeah. you could find uh, GI Low on Facebook. That's G period I period space Low like GI Joe. Um, on Facebook and Instagram. And do you
1: have your own Patreon page? Or I just do not. You should I, start
0: your own. I, I, I'm not quite that courageous yet. Um, I've got plenty of friends that do the Patreon thing.
1: Do Patreon and do like nudes. You know, with every copy you sell, like so. I I don't know, just, if, just if, a thought.
0: If people want to do like a <laughs> slash fic at a GI Low, I, wo- I, I, I welcome it. It's like that's fine. But I'm not going to do it.
1: I thought about taking this podcast to OnlyFans, <laughs> and then being like really like raunchy. Then we, you know, people just hey, you want to, you want to hear the X-rated version of the podcast? Go on OnlyFans. You're like, isn't that for like? Oh the- yeah,
0: we got the deleted scenes, oh, yeah. folks. Yeah, All welcome the back. <laughs> We're talking Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm. Welcome to Dick Honorable Mentions. <laughs>
1: um, so, anything else you want to finish up? before uh, no, we. Uh,
0: I think I've uh, sufficiently uh, shilled enough of my, my, my stuff.
1: But uh, we love having you here. Uh, glad to meet you in person for the first time. Even though I, when I met you, felt like I already knew you. Oh, like, you I got felt similar like I, personalities. I met you anyways. Um, the Last year's New Year special. Uh, we were just talking about that before the show. Uh, it was the last time you were on, right? That was an awesome one. I don't know if you're going to be able to this time around just because of your the time zones and all stuff. Yeah, that, stuff. So that
0: one's going to be kind of a stretch. It's going to be a
1: weird one. But I'm thinking of changing it up a little bit and doing some different stuff. So, if there's if if it works out the way I want to, you know, the way I'm thinking of doing it, I'm going to have uh, individuals like, you know, talking instead of like doing the whole group thing. And then just kind of tying it all together. So, if there might be a chance that we could arrange something, but we'll see. Oh, I don't want to get too deep into it now. But um, no, man, it was a pleasure having you. I'm Thank glad you for we having me here. Finally, got to do Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it uh, because we put a lot of time and effort into it. Literally, almost I ten whole minutes. flew
0: halfway around the world. You just better listen.
1: Yes, and that's how we're going to title this. He flew halfway around the world. You better listen.
0: That's Peps. it. Oh, I I will guilt the hell out of you.
1: <laughs> so four, GI, low, bar, low. I'm outside the wire, choir You guys, take it easy. Love you, and don't forget to save them pinklings. I don't know if you've, have you ever heard my oh no, I thing? remember
0: that. That was the first episode I was on. Okay,
1: so we're still doing that. We're still <laughs> saving the pinklings so just in case. Normally, the last few episodes, I've been kind of just talking this random shit. Has, Music yeah. plays.
0: And this talk and oh, yeah and so just just it. It. it's yeah. like on talk shows where it yes. just eventually just fades out. Yeah, we pretend like
1: Except for it's like nonsense. Okay. So, and um, that's it.
0: Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly
1: time. That's it. All right. Finish it right there.
0: <laughs> All
1: right.